We are all born with a purpose, yet identifying what that is can be very challenging. It can be even more challenging to find purpose in your business. So, is it possible to find purpose in your business and make profit at the same time? Not only is it possible, but a business led by purpose can be even more profitable than one that is simply led by profit. Join Robert Fukui as he explores how to be purpose-led and profitable while making a positive impact in your community. Hi, this is Robert Fukui, your host of the Purpose and Profitability Podcast, where we believe that having a profitable purpose-led business can lead to community transformation. And today, we're going to talk about the holy grail of marketing and sales. I got my special guest co-host, Kevin Stive. Now, is it Stive or Steve? It's Stive. <laughs> Stive. Okay, I got it right the first time. Kevin Stive, I was just called Kevin. So anyways, Kevin Stive of Small Business Advocates right here in Los Angeles. And we're going to talk about some insights into marketing and sales that anyone can really implement into business today. So we really want to make this as applicable as as possible, not just a bunch of theory and stuff, but uh, really make this something that you can actually do today with your staff and with your business. So Kevin, thanks for being with me this morning. Yes. Thank you for having me, Robert. I appreciate it. Good to see you. Yeah. I've known you, Kevin, for uh, several, four or five years, I think. (laughs) Off and on, we have coffee and so it's been good to- now you know yeah yeah so i'm glad you grow yours out because i'm you know i don't i don't want to grow mine out (laughs) because i got the frost in the temples though so you know i I can't do much about that unless i shave my head like you (laughs) (laughs) so um you know it's it's, this is gonna be fun i'm really looking forward to this i know we had to kind of postpone some things because your dad i'm glad he's doing a lot better and so i'm really looking forward to today to have this discussion you know marketing is you know that's my sweet spot as well i love talking marketing um, always, every time we get together for coffee, it's always a great time just, just oh, yeah. chatting back and forth. Um, yeah. so, you know, today, you know, I kind of want to lead off a little bit, you know, marketing, you know, this is an area that a lot of businesses struggle with because, well, they haven't been trained formally in marketing. They don't really have a whole lot of experience in it. You know, most entrepreneurs, they, they know their craft. They know how to do, you know, whether a mechanic or a chef or, um, building software or whatever, they know that part of the business because that's what they do. But when it comes to marketing, that's somewhat, you know, like almost like a foreign language. But to me, and like what I tell a lot of my clients is it's actually quite intuitive if you really think about it. And so I always ask them, put yourself as the customer. We're all customers at some point, right? And we all get inundated with marketing um, stuff, marketing campaigns, and if, you know, salespersons, we interact with salespeople and all that. And think about all the things that you react positively and negatively to. Right? What do you like and dislike about marketing and sales when, when, it's, when you're the consumer? And just so think about that. And so when you're doing marketing, you got to think about that as you got to step into the, the, the shoes of the consumer is how am I going to react to this? And, you know, when I look at the American Marketing Association, their definition of marketing is about creating, communicating, and delivering value to your customer and manage and build a relationship. When you, when you look at that, it's like it's really all centered around building trust with your customer. Because after all, we, don't, we do business with people and companies that we trust. Like as soon as there's a lack of trust, even if we buy something, we walk away thinking, man, we just got had. <laughs> and you don't want to do business with them again, right? You avoid that. But if you buy something from a business and you feel good about it because, one, you've received the value that they've been communicating, then there's that added level of trust. And now you're willing to go back. You're willing to go tell your customer, your, your friends and family. Um, now you've got something, right? So, so Kevin, that's kind of how I want to start off with this. But I know you've got some, some illustrations. I know you've got some things you want to talk about in marketing. But, 
you know, Kevin, what do you think? What do you see with some of the clients you've had in the past and the projects you've had? What, what about marketing um, do you want to talk about? Well, you know, one of the biggest things that, that I speak with my clients about is, you know, knowing your customer. That's a very important thing to know who your customer is. Um, once you spend the time to research and figure out who your customer is, um, and, you know, every, it's two things. Number one, when a business begins, like you said, typically they're a specialist in the craft. If they're a baker, they know how to bake cakes and cookies and they're a mechanic, you know, they're, they're great with cars. Um, they realize soon that their phone is not ringing the way they anticipated, even when they're fantastic, when they're great at their craft. Mm-hmm. So they jump into marketing. And um, the first thing a business owner thinks is that everyone's my customer. Right. That's the natural thought. Yeah. Is that everyone's <laughs> my customer. Yeah. And, you know, you can take that approach, but you're going to blow through money like, uh, like, uh, you know, a drunk at a bar. So if you want to, <laughs> You want to specialize, you want to use your money efficiently, and you want to um, hone in on who your target customer could be to maximize your sales. And that means that you need to really understand who your customer is. Mm-hmm. And by understanding who your customer is, that then enables you to know uh, you know, habits and trends of your customers, where to find them. Um, if you know that, you know, say, for example, you're, um, let's go back to the uh, baker. If you're a baker in Pasadena um, and you sell cookies, then, you know, you know, people with sweet tooths are who you want to go after in the Pasadena area. Mm-hmm. So you then want to look at where does that demographic of um, maybe housewives with sweet tooths, what are they looking at in the daytime? Where are they at? Where are their favorite places to be on the internet that I can spend my marketing dollars to reach them? And, you know, you're maximizing your money in that way um, by first and foremost, just understanding who your customer is. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the first things. Yeah. And what you said earlier too, as far as understanding who your customer is, and a lot of times who your customer is, is sometimes not quite as obvious. You really got to think about it. So if you think about cookies, a lot of times, maybe some people will start to market towards kids, right? But you got to think about, well, who's actually purchasing them? Right? It's yeah. going to be the moms. And yeah. So, yeah, true. so yeah. you got to really think about, so as you're, as you build your advertising or your marketing, you really got to build marketing so that it appeals also to the person that's actually making the purchase, not necessarily just the end consumer. So like Disneyland's great about that. That's a great, it's a great example. Disneyland's a great example because, you know, from a marketing and just creating Disneyland, it was to appeal to the adults, mm-hmm. right? Because they're the ones that are going to spend the money to bring their kids. And if they have fun at Disneyland, they're hundred times more likely, you know, I don't know how exponential it would be, but they're multiple times more likely to go to Disneyland if they want to be there as well. Exactly. And so that's why I said it's for kids of, you know, kids of all ages is, is yeah. basically it. So, so, you know, Walt really developed design Disney to appeal to the kids of all ages. Mm-hmm. And, and so thinking about that is who's actually going to make the purchase. And so yeah. that's an important part too. Well, I think that's, a, that's another thing too, like with even, even uh, in the clothing industry, you know, uh, for mm-hmm. men's clothes, Women, a lot of the time, the wives are the ones who end up buying those clothes yeah. online. Yeah. So, right. you know, they, they've understood that, that they need to market to the person that actually, um, you know, uh, spends that cash or writes that check. Mm-hmm. And uh, their the marketing can't be specifically to the man. It needs to understand and open itself up to reaching the, the, the real spender, which is the wife. Yeah. It's almost like the slogan, instead of being, you know, to make you manly, it's like, it's like buy for your man. Like it's for your man, you know, yeah. <laughs> that kind of thing. It's just a little tweak on, on the messaging that says, Oh yeah, that's for me. Yeah. I got to look for yeah. my man. It talks right? to them. It talks yeah, exactly. to them directly. Yeah. yeah. Cause I have, I have a, I have a client that does men's accessories and that's exactly what we we're talking about this past week was about, 
yes, you're selling to men. <laughs> men are the end user, but a lot of times it's the wives or significant others that are purchasing, um, you know, purchasing the the, uh, the accessory for for their husbands or significant other. Yeah, that wallet's under lock, and you got to get to the person who has the key to that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, so I know one of the things you you do a lot is in social media. So, um, you know, you know, talk to me about that as far as you know. That's definitely I see a, a lot of waste in social media. Being, I, I see a lot of entrepreneurs um, investing in the social media with very little results, and a lot of it mainly is because they don't have someone that's really qualified to manage their social media. They just figure right. put out a couple posts and all that kind of stuff, and next thing you know, the phones are going to ring. So, talk to me about that. Yeah, social media uh, inherently, I think a, a lot of you know every person, even before you started a business, was on social media to start. You know, on Facebook, they're on there for family. And I think the fact that it's it's such a broad base that you were already on before you were even involved with business makes a lot of people think I don't need to hire someone who's a specialist in social media. Mm-hmm. Um, they think I was already on it. You know, my following now is whatever it is, 100, 200 people, um, why would I spend um, marketing dollars on that? But what you uh, want to understand is, you know, like everything else in marketing, you want to target. You want to be able to, to understand targeting, how to reach people, how to reach specific people that end up being your, your end customer or more likely to be your end customer. Um, mm-hmm. And again, this is all in, in the vein of maximizing your dollar. Um, when you're a small business, you don't have a lot of money. At least most small businesses don't. So um, using your money to help generate sales means you need to pinpoint who your your specific customers. And what, what I say, well, let me let me backstep a little bit too. I wanted to kind of intro. Um, I, I have a business called Small Business Advocates uh, of Los Angeles. And I work with yeah. small business owners and getting started with their business. Um, and I really have two types of clients in business. It's either the ones who just got into business. Um, like the baker and the mechanic that we talked about, and they just don't know the next step. Um, they realize that the phone's not ringing off the hook and they need to find ways to do that. And I help them in getting started and building a, a, a foundation so that they can now um, reach the customers, get the phone ringing, um, and start generating sales. The other client that I, I commonly come across are the businesses that have been in business for um, you know uh, over three years and they've hit a wall. They've hit a wall where they're just not seeing growth and they feel like um, their business is just, it's either losing ground in market share to other competitors in their area, or they're just not, um, they just saw that they, they hit the wall and they didn't, they're not escalating, they're not increasing um, their, their revenue um, at, at that point. So what I do is I help them with, um, with concepts that can now expand their business and reach new avenues. Um, you and I had a discussion, uh, I think last time that we met, uh, we were talking about how uh, influencers are becoming a, a bigger part of the marketing world now. And that's, mm-hmm. that's because uh, if you look at the changes that have been happening in social media now, um, a lot of the, you're seeing people, especially in Instagram, let's use Instagram as an example. People are flocking to personalities now. Sure. Um, yeah. Personalities yeah. mean a lot to them, whether it's uh, the model, whether it's the, um, the comedian um, or just, the guy who's doing crazy stuff, the X Games, jumping off the mm-hmm. you know the, the mountaintop on skis. Mm-hmm. Um, those are you know people that are bringing unique aspects to uh, that that are non-business related, and they're gathering large audiences. So a business now a lot of times has to consider, or they're at least considering, um, 
teaming with these people, these influencers that are that have these large audiences to draw mm-hmm. business to them. And if you look at that as a business, I think what it's speaking to and what it's saying to um, to businesses is people are interested in in uh, connecting with individuals now. Mm-hmm. So if you have a business and if if you if you're comfortable or you have staff that's comfortable, it's a good idea to consider getting in front of the camera um, or at least um, you know using sources like Instagram or YouTube, so people can, can connect with you one-to-one. Um, the days of just putting a brand name up and standing behind that brand, uh, you know, if you look at the, the, the uh, millennials, millennials, you know, they, they need to follow causes. It's very important for them to follow causes. Yeah. They want to know, they want to connect with individuals. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, a, there's a deeper, they want to get behind the curtain now. Right, and right. know that person um, to spend their cash dollars. So right. if you're looking at where media is making its evolution, marketing is making its evolution, it's a good idea to consider, um, if you're comfortable, getting now in front of the camera and, and speaking to your audience or putting someone who you think would be a good yeah. mouthpiece for your business in yeah. front of the camera so they can make the one-to-one. You will see, you'll see dividends um, yeah. come from that. Yeah people, yeah, people have a hard time doing business with just... A building right? yeah. or, or name. I mean, they need that, they need, there's got to be a personality behind it. And certainly we see that. So you make a good point too. Not, so even if the owner's not comfortable with it, because I know a lot of owners aren't comfortable with being in front of the camera or uh, having their picture taken out of it, but at least has somebody that spokesperson, so to speak. Um, I have a, I have a friend, he owns uh, evic.com, one of the largest um, um, airsoft retailers around. And so they have a personality. They've got a kind of a weekly show, basically, YouTube show, and they've generated a huge following. And this guy, I don't even forgot his name, but anyways, he's he's the face of the show. And so, which means he's kind of like the face of of evic.com. So, but, you know, it's that personality that people just flock to it. And so, because it's something that can relate to, right? When they see the person and and all that. So it's harder. It's a primal instinct. It's a primal instinct. As human beings, we just, you know, we connect with other people. We we read, we watch, we we see things in their personality that we say, you know what? I, I, I either connect with that person or I don't connect with it. Intuitively, as a human being, we're social. We're mm-hmm. just social and we work better in groups. So we want to connect these groups with people that uh, we like. And by putting somebody out there that uh, can, you know, um, emanate a, a likable personality, mm-hmm. it's going to help your brand. It's going to help people connect. And, and you'll see the, you'll see the dynamic, the wheels will turn. Yeah. Uh, step into that arena. So, so do you have, um, you know, so now we got the personality part. What about the content? So how, how would you craft a content for a particular business? I don't know if you have an example of this, but how would you, how would you craft that, you know, in the content of the social media posts and ads or whatever? Uh, well, you know, you want to build, you definitely want to build a theme uh, for your business. Mm-hmm. And we can use the example again of a mechanic. If you're a mechanic, um, you want to be able to show, you know, the, the, uh, the quality uh, of your work. Um, that can be done in pictures. That can be done with um, um, you know in images. Um, you want to have that spokesperson. If you take on the spokesperson role, we, we mentioned, have them um, discuss what was done. You know, uh, Instagram gives you those uh, thirty, I think it's forty-five seconds of, of video like that, yeah. put in there as well to integrate mm-hmm. that with images. But you want to have a consistency um, with your message, and the consistency should be that you're you're showing um, you know the diversity the um, 
the types of cars that you work with, the, the, uh, the care that you take in working with these cars. You want to keep that going. Um, and integrating video into that is a great way. Uh, one of the things I say with social media, if you're just starting out, if you're a small business and, again, you don't have the big budget, um, emanate and mirror a company that reaches the same audience you reach that's much bigger. Um, mm -hmm. Emanate, mirror the big boys. And what that does is one of two things. Like larger companies that work in your, in your field have spent a lot of money to, uh, to hone their message and mm -hmm. to reach the audience they have. Mm -hmm. um, you're able to see their audience. You know, if you use Twitter as an example, you can see all of their followers. Mm -hmm. So by going in and, and um, building for yourself, for your small business, a, a, I won't say mimic the 100%, but build your own unique voice and then reach in and follow off of that particular larger business. You already know those people are interested in your, in your category of business. Mm -hmm. um, follow them, comment um, in, in different things that the larger business is, is posting, even comment on these individuals um, that are following them, but reach out. Never before in time, you know, think about this, Robert, in, you know, you and I are, we have the gray, so we've been around for a little bit of time. Before social media, before, you know, the 2007, 2006, um, it paid a lot of money to get this kind of research and this information. Yeah. Yeah. You really did. Like, you didn't have access to large companies' followers. Right. And now we can simply go into their Instagram, their Twitter, and we mm -hmm. can look and we can actually reach out to these people. And sometimes I think we take that for granted because it's so commonplace now, but mm -hmm. we would have um, given a right leg for this information as a marketer. <laughs> Yeah. 12 years ago. Yeah. You know? yeah. So, so take advantage of, of that is what I say to the small businesses. And, and uh, you know, you can do a lot of market research at no cost or, or low cost that wasn't available 10, 12 years ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So basically interacting with your, with other businesses in your industry, basically, and their, and their social media accounts. Yeah. Yeah. With, with yeah. successful businesses in your category, um, just reach out and interact with their customers. Mm -hmm. And would you like, so it's around the topic of the mechanics. And would you always be continually posting content that has to do with, you know, what they're doing or would you even add in some personal sides some fun you things? Some personal side. Yeah. You don't always want to sell, sell, sell. I mean, that's mm -hmm. a part of having a personality and, and making a business broader than just being a logo and, and um, you know, a, a um, two dimensional business. Mm -hmm means that you want to have some personality show them who the owner is take you know if the owner goes on a boating trip on the weekends um it's not it's it's not out of category to go and and take people on that journey that the mm -hmm. real thing you're you're aiming for here is to connect them with the human side of the business mm -hmm. right. by doing that that means take them mm -hmm. out of the business as well mm -hmm. into the the um you know the top management owners the team mm -hmm. the business is about and mm -hmm. people will learn to really feel like, wow, you know what? I relate with that business. That's where I'd, I'd want to go to have my car serviced. Yeah. Uh, yeah Cause I was, <laughs> I always like to follow the kind of the 80, 20 rule in content, meaning 80% of the time is not selling, right? Yeah. Only 20% of the time is really when you're doing promotion. So, um, because otherwise they're not going to want to come back. I mean, you think about it, if all you're doing is selling, you know, how many times are you going to want to look at their Facebook posts or their social posts if they're just selling? Nobody logs into their computer to be sold. No one logs in to be sold anything. They log in for enjoyment or information. Yeah. So it reminds me of the, you remember the Dollar Shave Club when they first started and they had that commercial? 
that that went viral on YouTube. That was hilarious. <laughs> that the warehouse one you're thinking of? Yeah, yeah. He's he's cruising on, through the warehouse on the uh, on the um, what do you call it the um, the pallet jack. <laughs> I actually know. I actually know one of the head writers. Uh, I think she's still head writer. Head writers for him that uh, that went on board, and, and she's she's you know she's practically a stand up comedian. So oh, yeah. they're looking for a very particular group of people to work with them, and, and she's uh-huh. you know a stand up comedian type. They know what they they know. Enjoyment's a major part of um, getting people involved and connecting with them. Yeah, yeah. You can't take yourself too serious, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, and you know, and getting back to not always selling. You know, that's why you know these free downloads and stuff for lead generation is so effective because people get to experience a piece of you and experience what you're going to deliver before they actually make a purchase. Yes. Because right? that's one of the things, especially online, it's kind of hard to test and feel anything. Um, so one of the things to think about is how can you allow your potential customer the experience of you um, without them having to make a purchase? And yeah. so I don't know if you have any um, topics or examples of things you've done in the past or things that have been going well, on? You know, I, I, so, you know, sbalosangeles.com is, uh, as I said, is my site for working with and helping small business owners, um, you know, from everything from their marketing uh, to their payroll uh, and HR, if they need to have that taken care of, um, to equipment, um, you know, if they need to, we have everything across the board, as well as business loans. Uh, it's just, we developed it to have all the facets that a small business owner might need to get off the ground or if they get into trouble to, to sustain them and support them um, so they can get through a rough time as well. Um, the other business I have that talks more of what your question was relating to is uh, LA Events Now. And that's a site that I have that works directly with consumers. I have, I think, uh, like 45,000 uh, Los Angeles residents or close to um, that site is about people just coming there to find fun things to do. Um, so, the purpose of it is number one, it's just a, it's an outreach to consumers. It's a great resource for them to go and just find great things to do across Los Angeles. But it's also a, a targeted to, you know, it's a very targeted um, website because it reaches specifically Los Angeles residents. Mm-hmm. And that, that helps me um, when I'm working with my small business group or small business owners or small business businesses in general to be able to have an audience to kind of go to. Um, to to interject or even in some cases um, just try a promotional trial uh, mm-hmm. on that website, mm-hmm. put a post up and, and get some people you know flowing over to their business. Um, so in answering your, your question, uh, you know I think it's you need to have some type of consumer outlet. Did I answer your question? I don't know if I specifically answered. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, it's 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 good. To, uh, like I said, it's good to uh, allow your potential customer an opportunity to experience what you can deliver. Um, For free, you know, cause, yeah, because yeah, it's you know, especially the higher the price point of what you're offering, <laughs> yeah, uh, the less likely people want to part with their money, right? So how do you how do you kind of work them through the the funnel, so to speak? And that's kind of um, what I what I hit on with all my clients is look. Whenever you're very, being just very promotional, it only really attracts 2% of your target audience because 2% of your target audience is ready to buy now. Most of your target audience knows they have, um, um, knows they have to make some kind of change or make some kind of purchase along with what you're offering, but they're just not ready for whatever reason, whether it's the money yet or they're just doing some research or they're just not or sure. The trust, and, the trust, and the trust factor. factor. Yeah, a number of things, right? So 
there's 80% of your audience, you have to cultivate trust, basically what it is. And so you have to somehow be constantly engaged with them and show them some of your value, um, giving them a little bit of other insight into who you are and how your business operates with, you know, and, and so you, most of your social basis. So since we're talking about social media, a lot lot of your social media is developing trust. A lot of your posts are centered around building trust 80% of the time, because that's where the bulk of your audience is living is trying to figure out, do I trust them? Am I going to, do I trust them enough to be able to make that purchase? Yeah. And I think even more so going one step back, I think the first thing they say on social media is, do I even like them? Yeah, that's true. Like that's, yeah. You, <laughs> hey, you got to like them before you're going to think about yeah. buying from them, right? Invest any time and then exactly. that scale that you said. So, yeah. So, Kevin, before we, we take off here, you know, have had a great time with you. And so, any last thoughts for our whole it's 30 minutes yeah so we're, we're coming up on onto 30 minutes yeah wow. exactly um so not quite there so that's why i've got room for this one last one last thing you know what are what's something um that you feel the entrepreneurs listening right now can just take it and run with it and actually do something with it and improve improve themselves um you know starting this week in the coming month what do you think? uh well you know so the first thing i'd say to um business owners that might have felt like they might feel like they've hit the wall is um, so in a business time is everything. Your time management is everything. You have 24 hours in a day. And you know, the, the truth of it is you have 16 hours out of that to really get things done. You need to sleep. I hope, um, <laughs> <laughs> but you want to ask yourself uh, where should most of your energy be spent on? And in, in some cases it's a very, it's a smart idea. We, you know, understanding money's tight, but looking at budgeting and putting people in place that can um, maximize mm-hmm. your days. Mm-hmm. And that means in some cases that you might want to consider getting a marketer um, mm-hmm. to come on board with your team so they can mm-hmm. handle the growth of your business while you're mm-hmm. focusing on the, the mechanics of your business and running personnel mm-hmm. and, and honing your craft and, yeah. and all of those other things. Yeah. Um, too many times I see you know, the business owner who's just, they're holding on very tightly to it and they should be holding on very tightly to any spin. They won't pull the trigger to um, do the things they need to do to grow their business because they just know they've gotten this far only spending a certain amount, but they realize they've hit a wall. You have to make a decision at a certain juncture in your business of uh, understanding that if you're not moving, you need to bring in people who know how to make your business move. Yeah. And that's when you want to consider bringing in a marketing team or if you're a larger business, you know, someone who can handle your finances and, and other mm-hmm. things like that. So yeah, that's um, good. reaching out that's good. is something you want to you want to think about and breaking the habit of trying to do everything yourself because yeah. you are going to hit that ceiling and uh, any successful business that has reached growth has had a point where they had to um, understand and delegate and outsource or bring in people that can mm-hmm. be specialists mm-hmm. in particular fields, especially yeah. the field of growth and marketing. Yeah, no, that's a great point because that's where I think it goes back to how we even started this conversation where a lot of business stumble is because they do marketing, they try to do social media, whatever, with people in their business, a staff member that's just not qualified. But maybe it's a millennial that, oh, just because they've been on Facebook a lot or Instagram or Snapchat, they know how to do it for marketing. But it's, it's a totally different skill set of using social media for marketing versus just social media just to stay connected with your friends and post what you do, right? So, so hiring, you know, making a, a good assessment of the resource to have in your business do you have someone that can actually do marketing? And if so, 
Do, do they have the time? Can you allocate the amount of time necessary for them to do marketing well? Because what I see is they'll get an office staff member to handle some of their marketing, but they're pulled in so many different directions that the marketing never or never does anything because they don't have the time to really do it. So if you don't have the time to do it, then that's when we go, okay, you got to outsource it. If you, if you don't have the talent that can handle the social media or handle the e-campaigns or, or do the print ads or whatever, then you outsource that. If you, if you have somebody in-house that can do it, but you don't have the time allocation to that, then still outsource it, right? <laughs> so, yeah. so you have to factor all those things in um, because at the end of the day, you need somebody dedicated that can do it and do it well. Um, to do it because then you'll have you'll have uh, the results that you're looking for so even though you have, might have to pay somebody whether that's hire somebody or outsource it it's better to do that and have them dedicated that then you'll see results versus the other way around it's an right? investment in growth is what yeah. it is that's the way they need to look at it. it's an investment that uh, is going to pay for itself in time yeah so. exactly well kevin thanks that's a great way to to end it uh, as a perfect perfect way for you know i'm sure there's probably some business owners saying well so what do i do how do i do social media it's like well we talked about those some of those things that you can do but the end of the day is get somebody that can do it well for you right (laughs) and so anyways kevin thanks again for for being with me we're definitely gonna have to do this again yeah we'll we'll definitely hit coffee even though you don't drink coffee we'll we'll definitely have to do coffee again So, hey, everyone, thanks again for listening to the Purpose and Profitability Podcast. If you have a business question or topic that you'd like to hear more about, uh, feel free to email me directly at prosper at i61businessdevelopment.com. That's prosper at the letter I, the number 61, businessdevelopment.com. Or if you're already watching this on Facebook Live, just go ahead and just go ahead and post your comments right there. Or if you're not on Facebook Live, just go ahead to the Purpose and Profitability Facebook page and you can always comment in there. Thanks again for everybody for listening. Tune in next week at 8.30 a.m. Pacific time as we go live again. Uh, Thanks for listening. This is Robert Fukui. And remember, purpose plus profit equals transformation. God bless everyone. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you have enjoyed this podcast. For more information, please visit purposeandprofit.com.